Yes, folks, it's that time. It's Thursday, 4 p.m. Central. This is Pillars of Franchising, bringing you the secrets of being able to work at nothing all day, or maybe just the secrets of building a franchise that's successful. I'm Fred McMurray, <laughs> and my host, co-host is Ray Pillar. How are you doing, Ray? I'm doing great, and we want to welcome Dennis Pratt of Ascentium Capital Centium Capital, who's Vice President of Sales. How you doing, Dennis? Gentlemen, how are you? Doing great. Doing great, myself. I think Fred's still in a fog, but uh, we're just a little cloudy out here in the Midwest. But um, one one of the first questions that came to mind when I was thinking about you is how much lately that as, as a franchise owner, I'm getting hit up for loans from phony checks in the mail for a quarter of a million dollars to, Oh, Mr. Pillar, we just talked to you on the phone a little while ago about your loan. And of course I never talked to anybody. So just give us a call back. You're approved. You know, so I'm I'm beginning to think the availability of money has changed quite a bit in uh, maybe the last six months. Is, is, are you seeing that uh, being in the business, Dennis? Oh, absolutely. I mean, access to capital has increased significantly. Um, It's been building up for quite some time now. You know, I've been in this business for quite a while now, about 15 years, and most of it in the franchise sector. And I remember when, you know, the recession came off, and it it hit me probably around 2009. And I mean, everything, the pendulum just swept, swept us all out. There was no money. And now, gradually over time, especially since... I'd probably say in the past year, year and a half, you know, things have definitely started to move towards the right and trickle up. So there's a lot of competition out there. Um, so I would absolutely agree that there is a lot of access to capital right now. Yeah, I, I just love the ones that, you know, uh, call me on the phone or leave me a message uh, saying that, oh, yeah, we just spoke yesterday about your loan and it's approved and of course like i say i never talked to anybody you know, they don't get a call yeah, back <laughs> there are some shady shops out there that do that sort of thing but i can assure you that ascentium isn't into those types of shenanigans um we're more of a relationship type company where we want to uh, build relationships with our fran- franchise partners the franchisors we do a lot of vendor business as well um so mm-hmm. obviously we're not we're not calling up and and doing those oh, pre-approved for like you said two hundred and fifty thousand. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of that going up there too, and it is very important for franchisees to be aware and to do their due diligence on any prospective lender um, before they go and build that type of relationship. So I'm, I'm glad you brought really that good... word. Okay, you go right. Uh, I'm glad you really brought that word up about relationships because uh, I deal with a lot of vendors on a daily basis. And to me, a relationship is worth even paying just a little bit more because I know if I call my social media guy, uh, you know, if I call him up and say, Hey Fred, how's it going, buddy? You know, things are going to get done as opposed to who are you again? What's your account number? Can you give me your phone number? (laughs) Do you have an account with us? So relationships are are really, really important. Uh, Wouldn't you say, uh, Dennis? 
Yeah, basically, I mean, for for example, I'm not the cheapest lender in town. Banks are always going to be your lowest cost of funds out there. They get their money from the Fed. My company is backed by private equity, uh, Warburg Pincus. Mm. Um, so I'm not exactly, I'm not the most expensive either. We're very competitive, but it's all about value that you bring to your people. And, and of course, relationships are important too. I, I'm really good at that myself, whereas I try to um, really get to know a applicant, customer, client, and try to understand what they're doing, what their plans are for the future, so that we can kind of plan out a map together as to how we're going to achieve success, you know, gaining access to capital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What were you going so, to say, Fred, actually, when I rudely what, interrupted you? That's okay, Ray. You, you put the plug in there for um, uh, our marketing services, so I'm, I'm happy there. Um, <laughs> so what I was going to ask before was, you'd mentioned that franchisees need to be careful. So what are the, the I guess, the top, three questions you would tell any franchisee odds are it's any business but since we tend to deal with franchisees what would you tell any a franchisee that's going out to look for capital besides to call you but um, instead of that what would you tell them to look for or questions to ask before they sign on the bottom line well I would always want to obviously when you're entering into a contract I would probably recommend that somebody general you know have somebody else look at it that might understand the language not all language is is layman terms um, that's something that they w- might want to do um, but obviously they want to research there's a lot of information out there now to research companies is they do they have a shady path for example I can probably name a few which I won't but um, you know, oh, they use dude. different types of language. Um, there's a lot of bait and switch out there. There was in the past. Um, you know, all sorts of different things like that. But you know, with all the you know technology that we have nowadays, I would just definitely recommend somebody doing the background checks on on the companies that they're dealing with. Not every company is going to be perfect out there. You know, there's always some sort of disgruntled customer here or there or misunderstandings about certain things. But um, that's where you look into the person you're actually dealing with as well. I know. So did you, uh, how, how, how are you recommended? Uh, how do you get your recommendations? How do you get your clients? Do you get them from the franchisor or is the franchisee out looking for somebody that uh, finds you? Well, basically what we do here, what I do here is um, obviously we have brands that we want to work with. um, And obviously we try to develop a relationship with the franchisor and then obviously get buy-in from them because it it makes it a lot easier if we have franchisor buy-in, you know, they're going to help promote us and get get us in front of their customer or their people, their franchisees, which is a lot more efficient than just beating these folks up on the phone, trying to get in front of them that way or through other different types of marketing. Um, Mm -hmm. That's primarily how we do it. uh, But in some cases, that's not always possible for whatever reason. They might have a relationship with somebody else, a bank or anything like that. So then, we 
try to reach out to the franchisees individually and and um, build a relationship that way and generate interest that way in some of our programs. Mm-hmm. But the Centium Capital so. is dealing with all the major players in the QSR sector, and I like to actually, um, you know, investigate, look into new emerging brands. As, excuse me, as well. Um, you know, for that next up-and-coming big thing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you can try and get a, a brand that might have 100 units in operation and then obviously grow with them by lending money. So we're going to grow with them. So you mentioned emerging franchises, um, and this is kind of off the the uh, financing um Topic, but one, what, what, uh, what are the sectors that you see are the biggest trends in emerging franchises, and then do they have any issues uh, related to the industry for fran- or financing? I wouldn't say trends. I mean, I, like I said, I look for brands. It doesn't matter what sector they're in, you know. Uh, for example, I look at a brand like Skyzone, for example. That's one of those trampoline-type parks. That's, they were just recently acquired by a private equity company. Um, you know, those are they have constant um, updates to keep themselves fresh with the different attractions that they do. Um and then we look at, you know, I'll look at other brands that are outside, QS, you know, the restaurants, QSR. Um, example, maybe like an Amazing Lash or something like that, you know, in the, in the beauty sector. So, you know, we basically, we get a hold of the company's franchise disclosure document, look at the financials, you know, see where they're at. Is this a brand that we want to work with? And and go from there. Ah, uh, the wonderful FDD, mankind's greatest, um, mankind's greatest contribution to fighting insomnia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so don't this, I don't write them. I just read them. I know. I I don't write them either, and and I've been put to sleep by a couple. Um, FDDs always <laughs> seem to come up on our shows. So I'll ask this. What section of the FDD uh, do you – is the first thing you go to? Financials. Okay. Everyone likes financials. And then, and then, um, and then second would probably be the, the amount of locations they currently have and, you know, how many locations they've got all over the country and things like that. So, obviously, a person looking to open a franchise, and maybe you were recommended by the franchisor as a possible financial source. What do you What are you looking at uh, in the potential franchisee uh, as far as being able to get a loan with you? Well, for what we like to look at, obviously, we we prefer to work with franchisees that have been in the business for a couple of years, you know, have two years Mm -hmm. of operating results. Obviously business credit is important. Personal credit is important. 
we also look at cash flow very heavily as well. You know, a lot of people, a lot of franchisees might actually, you know, sign a development deal, you know, but they're, you know, and they're on a certain timeline of growth that they've got to adhere to. But sometimes, you know, they're they're not quite ready to grow yet. And mm-hmm. we really like to see them, you know, a dollar twenty, you know, one point two for income versus you know, for every dollar of debt, you know, cash flowing that way. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times we can make an exception or things like that. It all depends on their personal financial statement and experience and things like that. But for the most part, we, you know, business credit is very important. So, And it is important for a, franchise, a franchisee starting out to start building that type of business credit. Um, and that's one benefit to Ascentium Capital as well is we're going to report all these types of, you know, their this particular trade. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to end up like on their personal personal trade line, so to speak. My debt is filed under their business, and it's reported to pay net pay debt. You know, so the next time that they go out and try to look for a loan, you know, they've got comparable debt out there that other lenders can reference. You know, so mm-hmm. it is important mm-hmm. you are going into growth mode to to build business credit for yourself. So the next time you are looking to expand, you've got something out there on you. Mm-hmm. And that that's definitely important. How about the guy who's starting fresh? He's been in the corporate world uh, all his uh, adult life and finds himself in a situation either retiring or laid off or, or something like that where he has no uh, – credit to speak of from a corporate side so he has to rely on his personal uh, credit availability. What do you look for in uh, someone like that? Well, somebody that's coming into the the franchise sector um, from corporate America, I think the best place for them would be with the SBA lending. Mm, Okay. Um, Mm. That being because they're going to get a longer term you know, for me, for example, depending on the project that we're doing, I'm, I only offer five to possibly seven-year terms, whereas going with mm-hmm. the SBA, you're actually getting expanded, you know, term, depending on what you're doing, of mainly about 10 years. So, obviously, their monthly payment's going to be a little lower um, and, and a little less pressure from a cash flow perspective. Um, but they do mm-hmm. have to come to the table, you know, with, anywhere between 15 to 25% depending on the lender. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that, that's, that's where I would probably start. And we do work with SBA lenders uh, to, you know, to get them started that way. Um, and all of our SBA lenders are fully versed in franchise um, financing so that they, they do understand the model, um, you know, versus maybe going into their local bank that doesn't understand their business. That's true. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah, we have right. a variety of listeners. Uh, we have a variety of listeners who uh, come to our show because they want to know, you know, something about getting into the franchise sector, as you say. And um, I, I think that's important for them to know that the SBA is, uh, and I think the VA is involved a little bit in that too. Am I wrong in that? 
Uh, I haven't dealt with anything with the VA, and I'm a I'm a former veteran myself, but I haven't. I don't know of any programs off the top of my head. Um, well, I think there's one, but I'm I, I'm not fully versed in that, so I'm mm. necessarily. Uh, neither am I, Fred. Do you know anything about what about that? Is the VA involved in any financing or help with financing? I don't believe that the VA is, but I do believe that there are others that. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. We'll have to find that out, right? However, before I we think do that, there's something called Vetran that sticks out in my head. I'm not yeah. completely yeah. sure. Mm, that's the one I'm thinking about. But, yeah. But I don't, know, I don't know what they do. Because <laughs> it's nothing that I've worked with in the past, in my experience. So we'll have to find a guest on that. And just as a reminder, folks, you can call in with questions at 323-580-5755. And, Ray, this is a big day for us because this is the day, this is the first day that, you remember our one of our past guests, Nick Neonakis, well, of the yes. Franchise Consulting Company? Well, this is the first show that they are actually sponsoring um, oh. the Pillars of Franchising. So we're going to break for a short 45-second commercial. Fantastic. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. Got to love Nick. He's got a great voice. And yeah, really he sounds very guy. professional. Doesn't he? Hey, he's a smart guy. What can I say? So, yeah. you've been, um, Dennis, you've been in uh, financing of franchises, working franchises for what, two decades? 15 years. Not quite. <laughs> but getting there. It's about 15 So years, what so. drew you to this industry? Oh, that is a long story, but I'll sum it up to you real quickly. I was actually working for as a regional sales manager for True Green Chemlon, and I had been doing that for years and years. Um, years and years, but probably about 10 years. And, you know, just getting a little burnt out on that, wanted to try something new. So I actually um, took a step back, and I was about 30, 31 when I started in this industry. And I ran into a, a broker firm on the on the East Coast, where I'm originally from, and uh, started in their entry-level program. And, you know, I was just doing the smiling and dialing thing back then, and I ran into a Subway franchisee who, at the time, was they were in the middle of a remodeling initiative called the Tuscany Remodel. And I remember that. I kind of bumped into franchising on accident, and it was. I thought to myself, "Wow, if the whole country's doing it, I need to figure out how to get in touch with the whole country." And that's how it all started. 
And, you know, and years later, I, I transitioned, you know, all my management experience um, and used all of that in my sales training and just kind of developed, you know, in the, in the franchise sector, learned the business that I was at now and eventually moved up and started a couple of franchise divisions for other broker firms. And then, obviously, Ascentium came knocking a couple of years ago, and they were really looking to, you know, improve their their franchise sector. And so that's where I'm at today. But, you know, I cut my teeth on Subway, learning the, learning the franchise business, and then, obviously, you develop – in other areas, you know? Uh, yeah, I know about th- having to develop in the franchise industry. Thanks to Ray, it's been much easier for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear that, Fred. I, I, I was trying, I'm trying to think back when I had my loan, and I think... Uh, I think there was a, a loan with GM. Now, I, I do remember they said they were getting out of the franchise uh, loan industry, so they're probably not in it anymore. As a matter of fact, they the probably GM call or themselves GE? GM, General Motors. Wow. Yeah, their loan division. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I do remember, and this is part of the mechanics, and I don't know if this has changed, but – um, and I, here we go. I don't even remember uh, what the full amount was, but it, let's just say it was a hundred thousand. I had that credit online, but I was not allowed to withdraw the entire amount. In other words, they said just draw what you need on a monthly basis. Is that still something that they they do today? Um, I don't know. You know what other people are doing. What products available to them? You know, like a bank that sounds like a line of credit where they might Mm -hmm. are drawing on that sort of, you know, type of product. They are generally are going to have themselves shored up with, you know, maybe some personal assets or they have deposits or it all depends on the the financing institution. Now, for Ascentium Capital, we're an asset lender. So basically, we're not interested in anybody's personal assets. Uh, we mm-hmm. hold lean on the assets that we're financing. So if somebody's going in and they're starting up a, you know, a, a New Jersey Mike's, for example, a restaurant, you know, we're going to finance them for all their furniture, fixtures, equipment, things like that. We do take care of their leasehold improvement, and we we utilize the the assets in the location to you know shore that deal up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do notice I get approached by a lot of, like you say, asset vendors, uh, lenders rather, and uh, uh, more than likely, uh, if if I needed a loan, it would probably be by more territory, and there would be no actual physical assets to tie to right. to the loan. So how would that work? Well, that sounds like more of a of a cash flow acquisition. Um, you know, where they might, that's a better fit for probably something like SBA. Um, okay. They can probably probably um, look at your overall personal financial statement. And that's something they might want to shore up with, 
you know, some equity in your home or, you know, whatever you might have in retirement or they might have you hold a certain deposit amount with them or, you know, whatever the case may be. So if you are, you know, purchasing a development territory, that's that's probably the best bet for you at this point. Yeah, yeah. So the one thing that you mentioned, you know, with the with the lines of credit, there's a lot of things out there right now. A product that's you know called short-term working capital, which is debited daily from your account. Those type of loans. Oh. There's a lot of those out there. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with those? No, uh, I've never heard of them. Approached by companies. Uh, approached by companies that say uh, they want to know what my credit card sales are. And they would automatically yeah. debit that account, uh, but that yeah. haven't been approached by those like in a while. Well. Right. And there's other Is that what you're talking about, Dennis? At... Yeah, similar. There's something that works off of your credit mm-hmm. card sales. There's other ones that look at your uh, your business bank accounts and what you have floating in there from a month to month basis. Um, I know that Ascentium does offer those products. I don't work with them myself. Um, but I know that those types of products are out there available. Um, and I wouldn't recommend those products for anybody in distress or anything like that um, because they are unsecured and they are a little bit higher than your traditional term financing. Uh, but if you're going to be doing things like additional marketing to increase revenues or stuff like that uh, or something just, you're waiting on some receivables to catch up or things of that nature where it's not that big of a deal. But if somebody's in distress, I wouldn't recommend those products. So, speaking of uh, products, can you go through some of the products that are available? For, I mean, that's a pretty broad question. For, <laughs> yeah. What uh, are, what are you, as loans to potential uh uh, either new new franchisees or or existing franchi- uh, franchisees. Yeah, I mean, for example, if somebody's looking to develop new locations, my company can handle that. We do new locations. You know, basically, if you have a, a you're looking to lease a space, we do all the the leasehold improvements, the furniture, fixture, equipment, that type of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. If you're an existing franchisee, you're looking to purchase an existing franchise that's looking to sell. That's basically a cash flow acquisition. We do those. There's a lot of, obviously, a brand wants to keep themselves fresh. So every about 10 years or when somebody's franchise agreement expires, they might want have them do, you know, a facelift on their location. Uh, we do remodeling, relocation financing for existing. For us, you know, we offer up to 250000 for existing franchisees with existing locations that need to remodel, relocate. We can go up to 250000 without their financials. That's solely based, mm. the credit decision solely based on the business credit that's out there under that entity and their personal credit. Um, and, mm-hmm. if some, and if we end up maxing out, you know, that 250000 and they have – roughly six months of timely payments on our books, we can actually extend that out to 400000 without financials. So, you know, we offer products like that. 
you know, we've refinanced term debt to improve cash flow. We've done partner buyouts, um, you know, things of that nature. So we offer a nice so, portfolio. So I was talking to a gentleman the other day that that was telling me that if I had a brain in my head, I would uh, buy a or utilize, sorry, a factoring service. What's your thought on that? When is factoring good? Do you do factoring? Why would you not recommend it? We do it? not do factoring. Um, that's not anything that we're offering at this particular time. Um, but, you know, for somebody that is, you know, that have their receivables that are, obviously it's all about cash flow. So if they're, they need, you know, they have, keeping the math simple, uh, $100,000, they you know, of receivables out there and they, and they have things that they've got to pay for right now and they can probably sacrifice 10% of that, you know, that's where a good factoring company or lender would come in. Uh, so, I mean, I have no real poor opinion about it. It's all about cash flow and what's best for your business and every business is different. So it's, it's all about what fits for them. But obviously, that's where you want to do your due diligence on any sort of company like that. And obviously, competition is good. So if you if you do need that type of product, it would be beneficial to look into a couple of different companies. Because one company might want only 10%. Some might want five. I don't know. You just got to find the best deal for you. We I, one actually we got our first line of credit after I don't know eight years um, this past um, January in fact maybe it was early February um, and early, about a year and a half ago my partner had started a looking at uh, other uh, firms that would um, extend credit and as and because of things that are happening, I guess it was two years ago, she'd let it um, drop and they had emailed her and said, well, you'll have to restart the process again if you want to go through this. And and so we just let it. And as we were filling out paperwork and submitting paperwork, um, all of a sudden we found that they had put a lien on our business, even though we had never gotten any money, we had never signed anything, but just because she had started uh, the process they had gone out and put a lien in expectation that we would end up taking money. So we had to go through a bunch of hassle to get forms filled out and get it off. But is that a common practice uh, to put a lien on somebody's company before they take money? Not to my knowledge. We don't, we don't do that. And I don't know of any, I used to also be a broker as well. Um, and no banks usually are, are putting filings on on a company unless they've taken down, you know, a certain uh, amount of I money. I thought so. Thank you. You just confirmed so they, something for me. I thought they were scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few out there. And I like you a lot more now. <laughs> Ray, take it away. Well, that would be uh, helpful. So one of the things that we want to ask our guests is how do people get a hold of them? I mean, I think that's pretty important, don't you? Absolutely. Uh, obviously, you can 
access me on LinkedIn. I have uh, a nice little niche of followers there. I actually have probably about 6,800 contacts in the franchise sector. Um, so I can be reached on LinkedIn, obviously at ascentiumcapital.com. I'm easy to find there. And, you know, obviously email, phone, which I can always forward to anybody. But I'm pretty easy to get in touch with. So usually when Ray says that, he's gently reminding me we're almost out of time. So I guess my last question would be, what is... Where do you see the financing industry going in your crystal ball? What do you see the future of the financing industry? Is it going to go to robo um, robo lenders where you never talk to anybody and you just fill out stuff online? Will there always be, you know, or will you always find somebody to talk to unlike Google? Where's the industry going? In terms of the financing side? Yeah. In terms of finance, yeah, I mean, obviously, technology emerges daily. You know what I mean? There's something new that's always coming out, and that's way above my pay grade. I'm not the the techie guy, but um, obviously, like anybody, like any lender, they want to service their customer base as quickly as possible um, as part of a value proposition and. And we, you know, we have a nice little bit of technology where somebody applies to me. Um, we can usually get some sort of an approval for them within a couple of hours versus when you go into wow. a bank and and then, um, you know, sometimes you're waiting weeks, months, whatever, for this thing to go to committee. So uh, that's part of the value that Ascentium Capital offers our customers is getting quick and timely transactions. And obviously, technology is a major part of that. Um, so I think in any industry – that relationships like we spoke about earlier are important. So I think there's always going to be a human element to it, but in terms of getting approvals and things done, um, I think we'll utilize technology to become more efficient. Okay. So then my last question then is why hadn't you accepted my LinkedIn invite back in January, even though I hadn't sent it yet. So we could have dealt with you and gotten our approval much faster. Never mind. <laughs> I don't. I don't have an answer. <laughs> okay, I, 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 that's fine. I understand that. Ray, any last Maybe questions? Maybe I was doing a lot of deals. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm. I had to leave the house. I'm on the road right now, actually. So, uh, if you hear any unusual noises, like people honking at me, you'll know what that is. <laughs> oh, please tell me you're not driving the beast, my friend. You're not driving the beast, right? I am not driving the beast, actually. No. Well, it would probably be actually quieter if I was driving the beast. <laughs> we hear some road noise. Is, I'm in a little sonic right now. The beast is Ray's 100-foot party bus. <laughs> 45 <laughs> feet. Things bigger than the stupid kiss bus from in the 70s, so, you know. Yeah. All right. Um, we are running out of time. We want to thank our guest, Dennis Pratt, VP of Sales at Central Capital, for putting up with us today and actually teaching us something. Uh, thanks, Dennis, for being our guest. And Ray, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, thank you, Dennis. Uh, we all learned a lot today. So that's that's one of the important things about this show 
and for our listeners, of course, is to learn something, even you know, even a little bit. I think we all learned a lot today about uh, uh, franchise finance. Well, I, I love did. having my knowledge, and if you guys need me again, I'm, I'll be happy to return. Okay, Sounds so great. You just beat me to you just beat me to saying that you're going to have to come back again, and we'll talk later on when we can get you back again, folks. You know where to been, find me, Freddie. Always Thursdays at 4 p.m. on Central. It's Pillars of Franchising, bringing to you the secrets of building a successful, profitable franchise. Have a great profitable week, folks. Thanks, Dennis and Fred. Have a great have a great day. All right, thanks.